Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And there's a lot of other, for example... The idea that we're, uh, in terms of uh, taxes, that they refuse to, for example, we, uh, I was able to balance the budget and pass everything from the, the global warming bill. Anyway, I was able to cut by $1.7 billion in the first two years the deficit that we uh, were, were accumulating. And uh, because I was able to say to it that the 55 corporations in America that made Forty four hundred billion dollars, or forty billion dollars, four hundred billion dollars, that uh, they uh, they pay zero in tax, zero. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. May God have mercy on our souls. This is critical thinking. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, Pat. People, when I say that, they wonder what I'm talking about. For literally one plus minutes of our lives. Can you interpret for us, please, Pat? Yes, I think I can. It's the only logical explanation I think that anyone could come up with. It's two words. Nursing home. Mm, yeah, you are correct. Uh, folks, this was the uh, president of the United States of America on the world stage, literally at the G7 summit. So the, you know, the global superpowers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, this was happening back in Texas, by the way, because I want to be fair, both sides, right? The speaker, I'll move adoption. Mr. Campbell, send that amendment. The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has done. The amendment is adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill. You want the opposite? 
The chair recognizes Ms. Niave Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. <clears throat> I could explain that one in two letters. How? AA. <laughs> Are you suggesting that the uh, Speaker of the House of Texas was drunk on the job? I mean, come on. He's slurring his words. He sounded kind of drunk. Yeah, yeah. I Kind of, kind of seemed that way to me. Didn't, did it not to you? Uh, yeah. It, it, by the way, are both of those things bad? Uh, both of those videos that we just played are they, are they bad? Yes, they're, they're, they're very bad. Mother of God, what the hell is going on in this country? I'm not smart. Whoa! 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 <laughs> whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Okay, you know, you, you play that when someone says something stupid. I don't know that they necessarily said anything swell. Joe Biden did. I don't know if yeah. they said anything stupid. He just, the way he said it was stupid. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um, let, Let's, not both sides this, but uh, both of those, those clips are bad for America. Yes. One of which is like catastrophic on a global scale. The other of which is, uh, dude, you shouldn't be the Speaker of the House of Texas anymore. Um, <clears throat> what not? Oh, wait, wait, wait. But, but, but Pat, the, this is the same group that um, 70% decided to vote for Greg Abbott in a primary. And that same 70% bitch about Greg Abbott every single day. Yeah. So... What you're saying to me is you don't like the turd sandwich, right? But you keep voting for the turd sandwich. No, no, no. It's not that, that you keep voting for the turd sandwich. It's that um, when you have the opportunity to eat a, let's say, bologna sandwich instead of a turd sandwich, you you are still choosing the turd sandwich. Do people just not like bologna anymore? Well, because most politicians are full of bologna. You see where I was going with that. Yeah, I see where you went there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, 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 I get what you're putting down. Also, I mean, on the uh, ranking of cold cuts, bologna has got to be on the bottom of the pile. Well, true. In fact, maybe we'll have to have that discussion on a Friday episode of this show. Uh, our ranking yeah, of, yeah. of cold cuts. So I recently did a uh, roast beef and, and pastrami. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, that was uh, particularly good. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Are you a big sub guy or are you more just sandwich? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm both. I, I like my wife prefers like Jimmy John's. I prefer Jersey Mike's. So maybe we'll have to have a, that discussion. I, I just can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just can't with either of them. But uh, but we are spoiled. We are spoiled here in, in Chicago. True. With, like, that, that's true. I mean, you, you do live. I mean, yeah. Considering where you live. I understand. Yeah, yeah. The amount of sub sandwich options that we have available to us is astronomical. And like fresh daily baked bread, um, you know, the Italian uh, influence on that, chef's kiss. But anyway, um, that's not standing, folks. So on a coming Friday episode, Pat and I will rake the cold cuts of our choice. And I have a feeling Bologna is on the very bottom of the cold cut list. But that all yes, having been is. said, I want you to – there's a reason why we started with this, by the way, folks. I hope you understand that because 
this weekend, I I just I just can't. I I just like I really struggled to put together a critical thinking version of what the hell happened this weekend because I, um we also got this from Joe Biden by the way Pat at at the G7 summit we might as well just start here okay and what's going on now is the look at the meeting we had here today uh, uh, today and yesterday of the quad did I, I bet you I would maybe some of you thought it but I doubt many, many people in this audience or any other audience would have said that two years after being elected, I'd be able to convince India, Australia, Japan, and the United States to form an organization called the Quad to maintain stability in the Indian Ocean and the South. Going streaking up to the Quad, through the gymnasium. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Padoni. Didn't, didn't Donald Trump start that? Yes, you would be correct. Donald Trump is the one who uh, initiated this idea, um, largely because there in India there was a how shall we say this a person who liked to suck up to to Trump in office there. So they were able to get something together, which by the way is beneficial. Uh, there's no doubt that having an organization that has um, the values and the interests that we have um, in the South China Sea and in the Indian Ocean, uh, that's a good thing, okay? That that Especially considering there's a couple of nuclear powers involved in that deal, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, especially because uh, India has nukes and, well, China has nukes, and the whole point is to, to draw India away from China's influence, right? Mm-hmm. What the hell you be talking about, Joe Biden? Th- this is the pattern of Joe Biden's life. Not the dementia, not all that sort of stuff, but this is the reality of Joe Biden's life. He is, he continuously for literally 40 plus years has lied about everything in his life. I mean, from where he went to school, where he grew up, how he grew up, um, you know, from how great he was in college to where he finished in law school and Da, 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 da. We could go on and on and on, right? There's not a single part of his life that he is unwilling to not lie about. He is literally a pathological liar. That That's the reality of this. He is a sociopath. That's what he is. I do. I do wonder though how much how much of what he said in in both clips that we just played. How much of that is dementia? Some of it, but th- but the reality of this is, even dementia is about putting yourself in inside your own memories, right? For the large part, for most people, this is how dementia works: put yourself inside of your own memories, and then fudging around what happened, right? So, like, there's the the modicum, of, or there's a there's an underlying girder of truth, right? Like, so for instance, maybe he's telling a story about Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay, the underskirting of that is that he was in Scranton, Pennsylvania when this thing actually occurred, right? But he doesn't. He's adding things onto it. That's dementia, or he's misremembering historical events or whatever. That's dementia. The sociopathic part of him. This is this is the part that is separate from the dementia is that he believes that he is God's gift to everything, right? 
and has for his entire life. There's nothing new about this shtick with him. Dementia wouldn't allow him to do that, that situation because where is he getting this truth from, right? Where, where's the, where's the underskirting right. of this truth in his own life? It doesn't exist. This would be post him beginning to have dementia, right? This would be post all of those things. So where is this coming from? He's just making this up out of whole cloth. So either this isn't dementia. This is something else that is going wrong with him physically or psychologically. And we should be really frightened by it. And he should be nowhere near our nuclear weapons, foreign policy decisions, anything. Nowhere near the purse strings. Nowhere near a debt ceiling limit agreement, blah, 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 blah. Should be nowhere near any of it. Or he's a sociopath. Now, it could both be true. Absolutely, that could be true. And in which case... He literally does not belong anywhere near those levers of power. Nowhere yeah, near him. In, in either scenario. You're right. You're right. In if I am Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump or God forbid Tim Scott, who decides that he's going to run for president this past weekend, along with Chris Christie, by the way, uh, is going to make that decision or announcement this week. Cause you know, what? 2008 this called and they wanted their presidential candidate back. What, what the hell? 2016 called and then once it's primaries back. Good grief. Right. Because that's where like, we're and Like I told you, I mean, there's no limit to the ego of politicians, right? And this is a right. fine demonstration of it. Uh, did, did you see what Tim Scott is going to um, make the hallmark of his campaign? No. Personal responsibility and fiscal responsibility. Now, do I not disagree with him? Like that, that having that conversation of personal responsibility is, is exactly what we need in this country. Yeah, I do. I agree with him, but is he the one that gets to, is he the one that's going to psych up that and deliver that message? Can you think of a more boring campaign? Pain slogan, motto, whatever you want to call it. Than Bringing that. personal responsibility back to America. Yeah, that's not going to hit home with most people. You are correct on that. Um, there, yeah. There's no doubt about that, Pat. Uh, I just, you know, I, I struggle with what are we doing here, right? Like, uh, we, are, we are in such serious times, yet we have such unserious people around us and I maybe let's go here Pat because I, there's a lot okay. that took place this weekend this is how okay. unserious we are Pat uh, Jerome Adams who was the Surgeon General of the United States of America under Donald John Trump right I had this yeah. to say this weekend on Twitter if you think COVID is over, dot, 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 it's not. If you think we're seeing anything more than the tip of the iceberg, you're mistaken. If you think it won't impact you or someone you care about, you're wrong. Yes, Pat. Thoughts? Um, had COVID. My mm -hmm. wife's had COVID. Mm -hmm. Most of my family has had COVID. 
at one point or another, sometimes multiple times. <laughs> this is one of those things that we've talked about. No, oh, we're going to have to learn to live with it, which we are. And I would argue in many ways we have. The jabs didn't work. The only thing that's really worked so far is natural immunity, which a lot of us have. Uh, I would in, even in say which we case probably it, it literally is protecting you for about nine months to a year, right? Right. Somewhere in that region. Um, right. I haven't been paying attention to the most recent literature on that, but we do know that at a bare minimum, you have protection for at least nine months. The suggestion was probably closer to a year, but hey, anyway. Mm. Um, that's not the case for the vaccinated. We continue to see weird scenarios of people that are my age, right? Um, having massive health issues and 85% of the people going to the hospital that are my age in the UK are vaccinated and double boosted and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and by the way, did you not know this, Pat? Currently the FDA recommendation for COVID, no booster. One shot. Gee, wonder wonder why. And you hear anybody talking about that from the left? Hey, by the way, this nope. is the Oh, suddenly the science doesn't align with your fear. And, well, and well, this is my problem with with um with Jerome Adams here. Do we understand that we're going to have to live with COVID? Yeah, just like we live with the damn flu. Just we, we live with all sorts of uh, the common cold, you know, all sorts of different viruses and and diseases and all that sort of stuff, right? We live with a lot of things in our lives. Why this? Why this one for fear? Why this one? Like it, out of all of the viruses that are out there, there are. 100, if not maybe 500 different other viruses that are new or newer or found in different parts of the world that if spread, right, could have disastrous monumental consequences. Like 35, 40, 60% of the people who get it die type consequences, right? Should that be what you're fearful of? Probably, right? And we need to figure out our path forward for those things. Why this? Why this for your your psychosis? This is psychotic behavior at this point in time. This is beyond cultish. This is beyond, you know, spirit of the age. This is psychotic behavior. I mean, three years and change later, you... Uh are still taking the panic porn pills on COVID. Oh, yeah, and it's the same group yeah. who continuously wears masks everywhere and and looks sideways, sideways at those who don't wear masks as if... Also, remember three years ago this time, people were both wearing masks and forced to look the other way when people were in the elevator with them? As if that was... Yeah. You can't get COVID that way, right, yeah. Pat? No, not at all. Not at all. Also, make sure to douse all of your um, groceries and gas. I mean, bleach. I mean, Purell. Yeah. Yeah. How do we have such unserious people in such quote unquote serious times, Matt? Um, 
Spirit of the Age. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Speaking of science, Pat, we got we got two more on the science front here. Are, oh boy, are you ready okay. for this today? No. And I know but, this feels uh, like a disjointed yeah. show, but this is how insane this past weekend was. <clears throat> From Doctor Eli David on Twitter at Doctor Eli David. New research shows that production of lab-grown meat, a.k.a. fake meat, emits 4 to 25 times more carbon than natural meat. The GWP of all purified scenarios ranged from 246 to uh, 1,508 kilograms of CO2 emissions per kilogram, which is 4 to 25 times greater than the median GWT of retail beef. Your thoughts, Mr. Padoni, on this one. So wait a minute. Um, first thing here, fake meat's a thing? Uh, y- yes, Pat. F- fake meat is a thing. Lab-grown meat. Because if you grow it in a lab, see, you won't have the CO2 emission of the, the, the cow flatulence. And and, um, and then what we can do with the beef is we can lessen the amount of the impact of cows on the environment. See, because cows... Not only do they emit CO2, Pat, they like to eat what? Grass, right? And corn. Um, we, we feed corn now to, to the uh, cattle. And, and that corn, um, as we have talked about many times, why people think they're lactose intolerant, and, and they're really not, is because uh, that enzyme from the corn that we can't break down passes from the cow who eats corn into their milk into our stream and it gets people sick so in other words you have to choose grass-fed milk which by the way actually really does taste good uh if you put a glass of grass-fed milk next to a a regular glass of milk you can tell the difference you really can um the the taste is very different and the consistency is different but all of that notwithstanding um if you just do the grass fed, then they're eating the grass and, and the soil and that's bad. And then their flatulence gets worse. So you have to feed them a corn diet in order to get rid of that flatulence. Uh, but then if we grow too much corn, then it goes into silos and we're wasting space. And then gases emit from that. And so if we just grow it in a lab pat, right? You see, it would just eliminate our need. And and then if you grow it in a lab and it tastes like crap, right, then you don't eat it and, and you eat the bugs. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Now, we talked about the unseriousness of the serious times that we are living in, right? This is how unserious we are, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We also saw this weekend uh, climate protesters attempt to throw charcoal into a fountain in Paris. Um, do you know what happens to charcoal and water, Pat? Uh, nothing good. Yeah, it emits more toxic fumes into the air. Uh-huh. Um, which would be the thing you're protesting against, you effing morons. In Paris. Gay party. Also, we see the people attempting to protest in, uh, you know, 
in the streets uh, by walking down the street so that you can't use your car, so that your car idles and emits more toxic fumes into the air. <laughs> That's my favorite one, right? Let's let's block the pro- the road so that nobody can use their car, except for what is the most toxic uh, form of the car being on? When it's in idle. <laughs> uh, now, I will say this, Pat. I, I was rather uh, pleased to see the amount of people who got out of their vehicles and literally just physically removed these people from the roads. <laughs> like, you nope, know, nope, get the hell out of here. No, we're not taking it. F off. Uh, I enjoyed watching that this past weekend. So but there was these people sure want you to believe that fake meat makes you into a good citizen of the planet, right? Because you're lessening your carbon footprint, except for you're actually four to twenty-five times more uh, likely to emit carbon into the. Um. Also, on, a, so, on another note, Pat. Um, hmm. <clears throat> These same people are the ones telling us that we have to emit, um, or not emit, but uh, that we have to go to 50% or, in some cases in Europe, 80% EVs by the year 2030, right? So in seven years, we have to be there, right? Um, we don't have enough of the rare earth metals to produce the batteries and the the parts and the components to fulfill that request. It, it doesn't exist, okay? And I saw this this weekend from a high-level executive at a company that I used to work for, okay? And they're very heavily invested in the future of the auto industry because why? They're involved in the parking industry, right? In the parking industry, the... If we're going all EV, that transforms what that looks like, right? It really right. does. Um, because that that parking scenario transforms from just a place to store your vehicle to a place in which your vehicle has a lot of things that are going to happen with it, right? Um, it's something that's going to have to be stationary for a lot longer, and your for, your hourly rate might not be something that they even worry about anymore. They might just build build it into that, hey, you're going to use that charging station. We're going to bill you based off of how long you use that charging station instead of how long you're uh, in the building, right? And, oh, by the way, we're also going to make sure that you can get your you know groceries delivered to your vehicle while it's stationary. You can, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's all stuff that we were thinking about six years ago, five years ago. Um, you know, the, 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 this was the way that this was going to go. But here's the problem. Not only is it that we can't do the rare earth metal thing, right? It doesn't work. But even if we got there to his point, even if we got there, our grids around the world are not capable of handling the amount of suckage of electricity off of the grid. That would happen. Our grids are wholly inadequate. We don't have the right kind of energy production to handle the constant use of electrical power off of the grid, okay? Now, there, there is a technology that is attempting to be uh, produced in which 
you know how like like we said like people will leave their chart their vehicles charging overnight right mm-hmm. and they really only need maybe four hours of charging but they'll leave it charged overnight and they'll just continue to allow that to happen so what they're attempting to do is basically what they call like by power uh charging stations so what will happen is the the chance of this is that what they're looking at is you will use it for four hours, right? And it fully charges, but that charging station will recognize that you've been fully charged and then go down to 50% charge and then 50% production of energy back to the grid. So that you, you're you not just sucking off of the grid, you're producing energy that the grid can now buy back. So you could fit, <clears throat> theoretically, because every house is going to have to have a charging station, right? Mm-hmm. So theoretically, you could become your own mini utility, right? That uh, it isn't just I'm going to suck off of the energy uh, grid. I'm going to be able to produce energy for the energy grid because there is no way in hell our current energy production levels, our current system, the way the grid itself is set up is capable of handling 50, even 30 percent. The suggestion is that less than less than 20 percent is where we could potentially handle right now the amount of electric vehicle charging that goes on. Now that we we have probably around 10 to 15% of our current car levels in America if you will on that fully EV scale. But we're going to see some very significant problems and he pointed out look at California and it's current issues what happens when you suck because the ev grids right the the ev vehicles suck power hard right they are some they 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 have to use the highest wattage possible right and that sucks more energy off of the grid and it stresses the grid more than anything else other than you know your your super high level buildings if you will right where they've got a lot of power coming off of them and how do you handle that right and in some cases they they actually um build their own mini grids for these types of of buildings right because they don't want to abandon or don't want to use all the power in the regular grid his answer is simple we need nuclear energy tomorrow like yesterday even we need it because it is the only renewable source that we actually have that will allow this scenario to play itself out without dire consequences for the rest of us. Oh, that air conditioning that you love? Bye-bye. He, he was mentioning, like, why are they going against gas stoves, right? Why? Because they need every ounce, every last drop of available energy sources to go to the grid. And we're not talking about... it's. The, the goal is an impossibility. It is physically impossible in seven years to get where they want us to get. He's like, look, it's a nice target, right? Great. If we could get there, awesome. If that's what the consumer wants, great. But think about this, Pat. Are we, are we being serious about how we can get there? What does the science currently tell us? What, what is being put out in production? And more importantly, what things can we do to help ourselves get there if that's our goal, right? Again, 
if that's what the consumer wants, right? How do we do that? Well, here's the reality of the situation. We have made these things public utilities, right? So innovation, sped up scientific innovation, sped up understanding um, all of the things that would need to happen in a regular business environment to fulfill the consumer business need, right? Mm -hmm. Don't exist. They're public utilities. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. But here in Illinois, we are just done with a trial in which ComEd, Com, uh, Commonwealth Edison, uh, one of the biggest energy suppliers in the country, just had four of their top-level executives go to federal pound-me-in-the-rear-end prison for bribery to not just regulate, but to um, rig and overcharge consumers and to get uh, their competition stamped out in the state. Now, it, that's not unique to Illinois, right? Right. So we have no competition in that sector, and they have no incentive, none, to transform their grids, to invest in new technologies on a large scale. We're not talking about the minor tweaks that have happened over time and like how they're doing their billing or anything else, right? No. Or, hey, there's new ways to look at the transformers or this or that, right? We're not talking about that. We are literally talking about trans transforming what those utilities have to look like. We are talking about the company that existed five years ago can't exist 10 years from now. Because it, it can't supply the power needed. Can we can we get science, innovation, and consumer technology out there fast enough? And the answer from everybody involved in the industry, right, on any level is no. The, the current mix doesn't equate to getting there. But they're going to continue to push this down the road. So where the hell do you go? Where, where does our society go from here? Where, I hope you understand that unless there is a reversal, of course, of these types of, of things, unless there is an absolute, almost Manhattan Project level of innovation in science involved in transforming and us allowing the best and the brightest of the scientific and um, engineering communities and oh, by the way, the entrepreneurial communities as well to open up the gates of our, of our public utilities to that innovation. Unless that happens, we're in for a world of hurt. Just ask the people of Texas how great their grid is, right? Ask the people of California. Ask the people of Nevada who have to borrow from California, then California can't afford to give it to Nevada, and all hell breaks loose. Whether that's from water, oh, by the way, right? Whether that's um, not using your AC or turning it up to 75 or this or that. Why? Because the power grids can't handle it. We can't even handle what we currently are doing. And we're expecting to increase the usage and need for this technology. Yet we won't do the very things that need to be done. 
I hope you understand that. And oh, by the way, the, those very people that want to tell you that eat the bugs or eat the fake meat, Pat, I don't know about you, but for my entire life, depression has been a real rising and now destigmatized, um, but was a stigma when I was very young, right? But it's been destigmatized. But depression has long been a thing in which this is this isn't um, necessarily necessarily totally psychological, right? But but that it is a chemical imbalance in your brain, right? For most of our lives, that's what we've known, right? It, it's not. It's not a thing that you can do much about. It's a chemical imbalance. You were probably born with it, and it's manifesting itself um, with stressors and, and this and that, right? Right. Did you know that in July of 2022, Pat, in Psychology Today, Noam Svancher, uh, uh, Ph.D., <clears throat> Depression is not caused by chemical imbalance in the brain. Again, I'm going to say this again. Depression is not caused by chemical imbalance in the brain. We also don't know how antidepressants actually work. So 23 million adults and adolescents each year in the U.S., right? Hundreds of billions of dollars. There are major risks of suicide and the suicidality, right? Mm-hmm. And and we could even talk about the trans issue, right? And how that community sure. goes through major depression, and it's because there's a chemical imbalance in the brain, right? Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Common explanation holds that the culprit is a chemical imbalance in the brain, right? And this is this emerged in the late '80s. So by the time I was growing up and starting to understand these concepts, right. Um, by the time I was like eight, nine years old, somewhere in that range, seven, eight, nine. So early on first, second, third grade, right. That this was starting to be the, the thing that scientific analysis was telling us, right. It emerged not coincidentally in the late eighties with the advent of what Prozac, right. Uh huh. This is a drug that should be helpful in treating depression because it was supposed to increase the brain neurotransmitter Serotonin, right? That was the research, right? If you increase the the neurotransmission of serotonin, it, it is the pleasure zone, right, of your brain. Well, <clears throat> pushed heavily by the pharmaceutical industry, as well as reputable professional organizations such as the American Psychiat- Psychiatric Association, this storyline has since become the dominant narrative with regard to de- uh, regard to depression accepted by the majority of people in the U.S. and leading more and more people to think of their psychological difficulties in terms of chemical brain processes. Depression treatment, in turn, has leaned ever more on uh, ever more heavily on antidepressant medications, widely touted as the first and best intervention approach. The idea that depression is caused by chemical imbalance in the brain, specifically lower serotonin levels, and can then bear, therefore be treated effectively with drugs that restore the balance appeared for a while to be an all-around winner 
It provided clear answers for both physicians and their suffering patients, an elegant explanation of the symptoms, and a readily available remedy in pill form. Pharma companies made money. However, two non-trivial problems have emerged regarding this promising storyline. First, antidepressant drugs turned out to be far less effective in treating depression than once hoped and advertised. About half of patients get no relief from these medications, and many of those who do benefit from the relief, uh, f- uh, who do benefit, find the relief to be incomplete and accompanied by distressing side effects. We we've seen that, right? Again, this is the same thing that we're seeing with um, ADD and ADHD medications, right? And the diagnosis of these types of quote unquote brain diseases, right? These chemical imbalances that we're told about, right? But now research is showing that drug effects are often no better than those achieved via placebo. It may not lead to a better quality of life. That's right, folks. According to new research, there is no convincing evidence that depression is caused by serotonin abnormalities. Zero. So the thing that you've been told for what now, 40 years? Almost 30, 30 plus years? That's not true. Secondly, many people take antidepressants believing their depression is a biochemical cause and research doesn't support that at all, as we just talked about. And then thirdly, the notion that antidepressants work by elevating serotonin levels is not, is not supported by the evidence, Pat. Lovely. So things that we have been told that are going to help us, right? Now, this doctor's research continues as you read it, and I'll put a link to it, by the way, in the show description. Um, So if you're following us, um, you're subscribed, you've rated, or you've reviewed, you've downloaded, you can see it in the description of this this episode. By the way, you can go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Join us there. Uh, You can see the show every Monday through Friday, and it'll be there as well. But this research is telling us literally everything that we've known about this or have been told about this for 30 bleeping years is an absolute lie. None of it has ever been true, by the way. And guess whom sold this lie? Big Pharma? You are correct. The pharmaceutical industry paid for, did the studies, and then sold the results. And your medical professionals, the pundits on television, the advertising executives on television, and the uh, medical establishment bought this all hook, line, and sinker. Why? Because we would love to find an answer for these, these things that we don't have answers to, right? That's the point of science, right? Kind of is like to to figure out the why, like uh, trying to, you know, decon- deconstruct why what's going on or reconstruct what's going on, right? And, and find a way to live a quote unquote better life, right? And it's why I largely, if you are, I, here's the thing, like as a Catholic, we think about some, if you dive into your Catholicism, 
I think there's a lot more skepticism of science than in other parts of mainstream Christianity, if you will. Uh, and I think this can also be true of the Mormon religion. And, and I'm not talking about Jehovah's Witnesses or Seventh-day Adventists. There is a distrust of the medical establishment because for me, and, and, and Pat, maybe you can speak to this from the Mormon side, but for me, the Catholicism side of this is that I can't trust people who their first instinct is that humans are perfectible and that we need to use science to perfect the individual, that science is always going to be the answer, that science can provide us with um, longer living lives and better lives, and, and it's always going to have an answer. Now, start with there's a spiritual issue. There's a spiritual answer. There's a let's, let's examine that side of things before we decide that we're perfectible. Right? Can God give us answers as to our humanity? Can God give us can God give us and work through doctors and science and research to give us understanding of his creation? Absolutely he can. But it starts with that understanding that God is the one that's going to give us the answer in his time and in his way. Not in yours. You are not going to find it without him revealing it to you. That's how I get skeptical of people who say that, uh, well, we need, I'm looking at this from the perspective of we have to be able to find an answer to everything. Sometimes there are no answers in your time, in my time, in our time. Sometimes those answers are going to come in God's time, and you might be long gone before that happens. As a, as a general rule, I mean, we, we believe in, you know, things will happen in the Lord's time, like you just said as a general rule. However, most people I know within my faith believe in some level of science. That, oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I would even suggest that it's a growing trend that, you know, whatever the science says kind of trumps whatever your faith says. And you, you run with that, but yeah, that, and, that, and I think trend. that's the that's part and parcel mm. of the problem that exists today is that we we have this belief that experts, quote unquote, right, that right. science right. is going to provide an answer all the time, and that that answer is going to be right. Here's a prime example of an answer that we've been told of for thirty plus years, and it was literally based off of a lie. None of it was actually true. There was never any proof that any of this was actually ever true, and it was why. Why, why would that happen? It's because there are people out there who are seeking the perfection of humanity and believing that they, they absolutely can have the answers all the time. It's why we see what we saw with Pfizer and literally kicking out literally hundreds of thousands of people from the largest study done on COVID-19 and its vaccine, right? And, and because they were able to take them out before they had to report the final results of what was going on, they looked a hell of a lot more favorable, right? They didn't have the deaths that they needed to put in there. They didn't have the the terrible outcomes, right? They didn't have right. the – so th they went from 99% effective or 95% effective to probably less than 60% effective. 
if they would have included the right amount of people, but they, they purposefully unblinded these people, not to get them in medical intervention, to get them out of the study, right? These people, in their pursuit of some sort of perfection of humanity, this is the spirit of the age, right? This is the belief, and we've talked about this a long time. St. Thomas Aquinas has gave us the answer to this. The only perfect existence that you're going to have is when you meet your maker. That is your perfect self because you are unbridled from the rest of, you know, regular mortal history and regular mortal sin. You are un you are your perfect self in the image of God when you go to heaven. Does that mean that we don't pursue a more perfect vision of ourselves or version of ourselves in on this earth? No. But in Christianity, the only time that you can see that perfect self is when you begin your heavenly journey. That's it. Because here on earth, you're human. Here on earth, you are going to sin here on earth, right? Can you learn? Can you grow? Can you be a better person? Absolutely. And that's the point Thomas Aquinas makes. But you will never reach that perfect state because that perfect state only exists when you see the vision of God finally. And that doesn't happen until you're dead. That doesn't happen until you go to heaven. Some people may not believe that. But those are the people, Pat, that are controlling these strings. Those are the people who believe that we should, you know, go down the road of, of gain-of-function research and uh, in attempting to experiment with uh, putting human organs inside pigs and other animals so that we can just harvest them so that when we need spare parts, we can just swap them out like we're a car. That's the dangerous part of humanity, and we need to get away from that. And it's not to suggest that um, that depression and other potentially psychological issues are not things that we shouldn't attempt to understand, attempt to pursue answers to, right? That's not to say that. But it's to say that we should be skeptical when, of whom is providing the answers, when they're providing them, and why. That's the skepticism that many Catholics have, many uh, people of faith have, and should rightly have. Because these are the people attempting to profit off the perfection of humanity. Anybody that's doing it, you should be skeptical of. That doesn't mean that they're not right. It doesn't mean that they don't have a cure. That doesn't mean that they don't have the answer. And it's great if we do find them. But this is the same group of people that would have told us in the 1700s to, to trust the doctor who's going to bloodlet you and, and put leeches all over your body to perfect some cancer, right? Or you, you've got some disease and no. And why did we find out that that wasn't the case? Because we better understood our own bodies. And we're still don't have a clue to 90% of how our brain works. We really don't. To suggest that there are finite concrete, you know, we got all the answers. Folks, look at all of this, right? The meat issue, the we're going to solve climate change by changing your meat. Uh, Bill Gates and the farming, right? And, and oh, uh, by the way, be, be afraid of COVID forever. And oh, by the way, uh, this thing that we told you about in science and, and um, psychology, uh, 
turns out to have never been true. We just pulled the wool over your eyes and nobody wanted to actually do the research to back up the uh, big pharma paid for and done research. 30 years? It took us 30 years to figure out this? What the hell is going on here? I mean, we don't even need to do the be or not to be. This is literally living versions of it. All right, folks. Um, from, from the, you think the 2024 campaign won't have a real primary? Uh, you'd be wrong. Maybe we should end on that, Pat. Okay. Um, this is Ron DeSantis over the weekend, by the way. We also signed the most robust medical freedom legislation anywhere in the United States. Not only did we codify all our protections against COVID authoritarianism, we expanded it so that no private or public sector vax mandates on not just COVID vaxes, any vax under emergency use or MNRA, that is your choice. And they should not deny you the right to work based on that choice. We made sure they can't mandate it on school children uh, and that parents are ultimately uh, the ones that make that determination. The way they weaponized these COVID vaxes was a massive incursion into our freedoms. They wanted to deny people the right to put food on their table if they didn't bend the knee and get a COVID shot that they may not have wanted and that many of them did not need. We can never allow warp speed to trump informed consent in this country ever again. I see what he did there. I see what he did there. Warp speed. Trump. Now, Maybe this has been some some line that's been tested in group focused, whatever, right? Focus grouped or whatever, right? This is a line that works. This is this is your stump speech line, right? This is this mm. is you hit this every single time you speak. We can never allow warp speed to trump informed consent. We can never allow warp speed to trump. X, Y, Z, warp speed, Trump, warp speed, Trump. You do it over and over and over and over again. And, and guess what? This isn't like your desanctimonious or desanctus or whatever, right? Um, that, that Trump is attempting to go with. And by the way, this is actually one of the, the uh, Trump lackeys out there. Um, and I hate the, the back and forth. The DeSantis is perfect. Uh, no, Trump is perfect. Uh, cult versus cult. Thing. I hate it. Uh, like it drives me crazy on, on oh, the yeah. Twitters, but there's nothing worse and nothing grosser than this level of attack. That's right. Uh, we've got this from Rich Barris, the quote unquote people's pundit at people's underscore pundit on Twitter. And let's not get started on masks and the vaccine. He was faster than most governors, aka Ron DeSantis, right? But not exactly clean on the issue. Here he is, super stoked to jab this World War II veteran with the Pfizer shot. He died shortly thereafter. Now, Pat, uh, quick question for you. Yeah. What would um, that suggestion tell you that that this was in the shot involved, right? Right. Mm. That uh, he died because he was uh, forced to get jabbed. Yeah, that that's what it suggests. I I would suggest that that's that may be misleading. 
Yeah, because um, <clears throat> in order to be a World War II veteran, hear me out on this, because uh, yesterday was actually the uh, um, my grandfather's birthday. He would have been 100 years old had he not already passed away a long time ago. Uh, right. But, uh, he would have been 100 years old this year. He was a World War II veteran. Mm. And it turns out that this guy <clears throat> was the same age as my grandfather or thereabouts. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So he would have been 100 or was 100 when he got the shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't die of COVID. He didn't have COVID. He didn't die of the shot. He died because he was 100 bleeping years old. He died yeah, of think? old age. That's literally what he died of. Uh, that's on his death certificate. There was no hint of COVID. There was no vaccine injury. None of it. This is how gross and grotesque this stuff has gotten, especially from the, the MAGA Forever side. Especially from that side. You mean the same side that uh, is all about the guy that gave us the, the jab in the first place? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. And that's why I mentioned this, this uh, you know, one tact, right, versus mm-hmm. the other. Did, did he actually use the words Donald Trump? No. It just so happens no. that there's some really great alliteration around we can never allow warp speed to Trump. It, I mean, let's be honest. That was done intentionally. A thousand percent intentionally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely done intentionally. But this, folks, is how you play the game. Because why? Is that a direct shot across the bow of what Donald Trump did? Absolutely. Yes. And more importantly, to the folks that say, well, Ron DeSantis followed the advice. He followed the advice until he did what? He found out that the advice was made up bullcrap and then immediately reverse course has decided to <clears throat> codify into law that you cannot do Operation Warp Speed to us here in, in Florida. He literally said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Like I said, no one, there is not a single soul, especially in, in elected politics. There is not a single soul that handled COVID 100% correctly. Not no, one. no, absolutely not. You could, you, you could have your druthers with Christy Nome, right? In South Dakota, in Kansas, yep. um, Colorado, you know, the, they make a case that, well, Jared Paulus, like, you know, did whatever he did, except for he allowed, you know, Denver to do whatever Denver did. And Denver was one of the most locked down cities in the country. Yep. Along with Chicago, along with New York, along with LA and San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm looking at it from the perspective of how do you play the game, right? And this isn't like Donald Trump light. This is literally, I'm throwing a shot across your bow and then you're going to try to come back at me and you're going to look like a jackass doing it. Did I mention you by name? No, I did not. Now, no. Now, it just so happens to be that uh, you were the one in charge of Operation Warp Speed, number one, and then number two, your last name is Donald Trump, or your last name is Trump, right? Not my fault that they work together hand in hand. It's absolutely fantastic political alliteration. Fantastic stuff right there versus the distinctus. One of of them, one side of it makes you look like a complete asshole, and the other makes you look like a genius. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that this wasn't focus grouped. I'm not saying that this is something that he just came up with. Whomever gave him this line or if he came up with it, this is how you do this. And you can literally 
take anything, right? So we can never allow the FBI to trump your personal freedom, right? Or we can never allow this to trump XYZ. All you have to do is literally use this your entire campaign. Every day, hit that line. Every single day, hit that line. And do it to him in a debate. Because what is, he, what is his reaction going to be? To go personal, right? What is his reaction going to be? To become that jackass that everybody doesn't like about him. And by him, I mean Donald Trump. You can throw uh, that right cross as he's trying to jab you. And, and uh, yeah. All, all I can think of is uh, Street Fighter. Or Mortal Kombat, excuse me, not Street Fighter. Finish him! Uh, that that's what that line that was uh that wasn't even a dunk that was literally just like the finishing move where you pull the heart out and it's beating in your hand that that's what that was for me um but with that being said pat uh, your final thoughts on what was an absolutely insane weekend well it's gonna be just this simple don't get lost remember who you are no means no and i don't want to live on this planet anymore <laughs> now remember folks tomorrow is a truth or fiction tuesday you can participate by uh interacting with the tweet that i will put out later today at the coppin show at the pad Oni show um and give us your truth or fiction statements uh, it can be on any topic it can be sports it could be science it could be entertainment whatever give us a truth or fiction statement and uh we will play truth or fiction tomorrow uh with your suggestions our own uh political or entertainment or sports truth or fictions um so stick around for that again i'm at the coffin show he's at the pat only show please be safe be smart be kind make sure you eat all of your meals today and as always matthew 547